0: If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heist to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heists to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts.
1: First things first, just for a moment, congratulations to the new king. King Charles has quite the ring to it, right? He was prince for 50 years, 70. Who knows? Uh, He's king now. And you know what? He's off to a good start. I'm not going to make fun of the royal family. I do a little bit from time to time. But overall, they are a force for good. So good luck to the new king. More on that in a little bit. In the meantime, we have our own big problems here with Joe Biden. They are perfectly encapsulated by my new mnemonic device, Liberal plus chaos equals Biden. Tonight, we focus on the L in liberal, all these negative characteristics and traits of Joe Biden. But the L in liberal stands for liar. Now, you've seen it a million times, Joe Biden lying about where he went to school, how he did in school, uh, stuff his father said, jobs he didn't have, all these things that he lied about, just embellishing himself, making himself seem more worthy than he actually is. I'm talking about a bigger lie. His very presence right now in the White House is a lie, so many reasons. But he told us he wasn't going to be this kind of president. He was a middle-of-the-road guy who could, you know, do business with the other side, remember? I've worked across the aisle to reach consensus,
2: to help make government work in the past.
1: He actually really wasn't that good at making anything work, but he was this kind of guy who, uh, he wasn't, he didn't really stand for anything. He liked getting along with people, good for business in Washington, D.C., and he was going to bring back our precious norms, in part by being the anti-Trump, by being, you know, kind of bland, kind of boring. The fake news, they were so excited about this, actually.
3: The best way that we could have a non-divisive presidency is to have one that's kind of boring. Politics, in my view, ought to be boring. It shouldn't be something you have to pay attention to
1: every minute of every day. And I think that's how Biden has approached the job. Interesting. Partially, they want to sneak some of this stuff through but they can't. All right? The way the world works now, everybody sees everything. We all see Leah Thomas in the pool, right? We see this crazy stuff. We see the HHS Assistant Secretary, Dr. Rachel Levine, actively supporting, encouraging children to undergo sex change operations. Uh, We see drag queens showing up in school. This is rearranging society. This is is not normal, all right? This is crazy stuff. It's also crazy when a president of the United States says that this is important, and he does it all the time. To all
2: transgender Americans watching at home, especially the young people, you're so brave, I want you to know your president has your back. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility, I want you to know that your president sees you, and know this, you're so brave, you belong. And we have your back. I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. Good
1: luck finding Joe Biden ever talking about transgender people before the year 2020. He did it because he's owned by the woke left, and that's what they want to hear. The thing is, normal people don't want to hear this stuff. And by that? By normal, I mean all kinds of people. I mean American people. In fact, there are transgender people who think Joe is totally wrong, pushing this on kids, and that's what his administration is doing. This individual, I don't know his name. He happens to be gay, and this clip has gone semi-viral thanks to a group called uh, Gays Against Groomers. This man has more sense more compassion than the president of the United States and more wisdom and smarts too. school board
3: meeting him in in, uh, Miami. Listen to what he said. Good evening. Thank you everyone for this opportunity to speak tonight. I'm here today because I am concerned about the current and future state of our education system. I am a Miami native and a product of the MDCPS system. I'm also a gay man. And as a gay man, I understand the importance of a healthy and balanced education. I understand the importance in diversity of thought. And ultimately, I understand the importance of unbiased development. What is happening right now is no longer acceptance. It's no longer the support my community needed in the 90s and early 2000s. It's indoctrination. I do not use the word lightly, but it's the truth. The children deserve an education that will develop them, give them a platform for critical thinking and problem-solving so that we can push and create a better future. What we are pushing right now is not that. We are moving in a direction that will create entitled, confused, depressed, and potentially dangerous adults. Providing support and being accepting is very different from promoting and encouraging a certain lifestyle. Growing up, I had people who supported me and loved me unconditionally. I also had people who disagreed with me and maybe disliked me because of my sexuality. Not only was that okay, but it was vital to my development. Not only I learned how to interact and find common ground with anyone and everyone, I learned that it's okay not to agree on everything. Legislation and policies do not encourage positive change. People do. If you feel LGBT youth need more support, support them yourself as an individual. There are plenty of private organizations that provide youth with things like counseling. Please, please, let's, let's, let's not applause. Thank you. Counseling, community, and financial help are available to LGBT youth. Parents must be in 100% control of their child's development and education. The education system, the education system has been hijacked by people who push their agendas, disguised as social justice warriors. I am gay. I am not oppressed. I am not being attacked. I'm not abused. Please treat me the same as everyone else. I remember when we were fighting to be equal, and now we're fighting to have an entire month celebrating my sexuality and parades. I don't need that. I really don't. That is exclusivity. That is not inclusivity. I don't want to be excluded. So please, treat me the same as everyone else. Okay? One day I will have children, And they will definitely not be attending a public school. And I'm going to work my butt off so that I can put them in a very nice school. Bless that man.
1: You never know where your uh, allies, what they're going to look like, whatever. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you do. It's, It's the ideas. It's the ideas. And that individual, I didn't catch his name. Did you? More smarts, more integrity than the president of the United States. Wow. Um, You know, there's so many horrible things that are said about Trump that people become just kind of immune to it. Right. You just it's all the time. And so many people accept it. This is one of the biggest lies ever said about Trump. And it's a drumbeat. There have been policies across the board at the federal
4: level under the Trump administration. There have been a number of policies that have targeted
5: LGBTQ youth. Donald Trump in this administration is a threat to LGBT rights. It's a threat to anyone who's different. And it's a threat that should not be taken lightly.
0: I think that we can look to the president's past 100 days, which have been very anti-women, very anti-LGBTQ. There's been this, this, this drumbeat of erasing LGBTQ people. People. Donald Trump and Mike Pence are dangerous to marginalized communities. Nobody's buying that he is good that either of them
6: are good for the LGBTQ community.
1: <laughs> hey, what is the LGBTQ community anyway? We just saw it's not it's not a monolith, all right? There's all kinds of different voices. And you want to see the big thing, the big controversial thing with the so-called LGBTQ community that President Trump did. It's here. It's a tweet during his presidency about transgender. Listen to this. After consultation with my generals and military experts, please be advised that the United States government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. Uh, Our military must be focused on decisive and overwhelming victory and cannot be burdened with the tremendous medical costs and disruption that transgender in the military would entail. Thank you. When you get right down to it, that's it. That's the controversial thing. Note, you remember what the policy was under Bill Clinton? Don't ask, don't tell. You know who refused to have gays in the military? General Colin Powell. And quite frankly, at the time, I don't blame him one bit. That's where the country was. That's General Colin Powell's. Donald Trump's policy on the military was more liberal than Bill Clinton and General Colin Powell. How about that, huh? All right. So it's a Friday, and that means Joe Biden is back on vacation. (laughs) He did a throwaway speech in Ohio today where the Democrat running for the Senate didn't want to be seen with him. Take a look.
2: But industry leaders are choosing us, the United States, because they see America's back and America's leading the way.
1: All right. Whatever that means right now, uh, is this leading the way right after this speech? He got on a jet that took him not back to Washington, D.C., actually back to Delaware. He didn't go back to the White House. He's not at the White House tonight. Now, remember, this is back to school week. Monday was Labor Day, right? We all had off. You'll notice it's a Friday night. This is my place of work. I'm here. Our team, some of them are here. How about that, Joe? You're already taking a day off. Is this what you think you can do when the country is falling apart? Now, all right, you might say, well, what can the president do about this? The scene in San Francisco. Can you believe this stuff? Can you believe it? San Francisco, one of the most beautiful cities on the planet, has been destroyed by a liberal woke agenda. Closer to home for me, Philadelphia. Rocky. Rocky. This is Philadelphia. This is actually not too far from the gym where, where Rocky worked out. This is, this is beyond a national emergency. This is a crisis, an existential crisis, as the Democrats like to say. Our people are suffering. And law enforcement, they're being targeted like we haven't seen maybe in 50 years Two police officers in Cobb County, just outside of Atlanta, gunned down yesterday while serving um, a warrant. Uh, The suspects allegedly just opened fire on these guys at this home and two cops are dead. Have you noticed our, our media in, well, two years now, they've been not nice to police at all and always glorifying those who oppose them.
3: Police are pr- supposed to protect and serve, but it's clear that they are protecting the beneficiaries of inherent racist policies. And of course, cities have to end the racist
1: policing of black communities. That's where we all started.
3: They're not about one bad cop or one good guy with a gun, or th- they're about systemic racism. If you have
4: the perspective where the cops have protected you your whole life, that's not how they treat everybody. We should.
1: Except no racism among our cops.
0: Racist sheriffs and police free to commit untold violence against anyone they please.
1: They have a very warped view of the world, don't they? In reality, what's happening? Innocent people are dying like we've never seen. Uh, These people in Memphis, this is a big, big situation in Memphis. A guy goes on on a killing spree. Uh, four people, nobody, nobody's noticing, in part because the alleged shooter uh, happens to be a person of color. That drives uh, a lot of the narrative or doesn't drive the narrative, as it were. By the way, this guy's friends, they seem to be hip to his, um, well, his tendencies, his anti-white approach to life. Look at his, uh, look at his pals driving around smoking weed, saying all kinds of crazy stuff.
2: On God, my white, my folks not finna like lie. black people. Then, then they finna be, they finna be marching on the river saying, "White lives matter." Y'all, do. y'all be seeing yeah, yeah, white folks gonna hate first black people. I mean, hey. I'm finna go
6: here, go Z Mo on number white people. I get any white ho- side of me, don't get popped tonight.
2: He already shot a white old man. I'm finna shoot a white old lady. Oh, yeah. While grandkids kids in the car?
1: Wow, couldn't really quite make. All of that out, but he seems to think that the anti white uh, point of view is somehow justified and legit. Uh, maybe he 's mildly concerned, but i don 't think he 's concerned about anything because he 's smoking weed as he drives around in the car all right, so if you were the President of the United States right now, if anybody, if you had the the federal government the the attention of the international media at your disposal right in this moment in this dangerous moment for the country. Would you be talking about this?
2: The American company, Micron, announced it's going to invest $40 billion in the next 10 years to build factories. Special chips called memory chips that store information on your smartphones.
1: Wow. Always something good going to happen someday, right? In 10 years, billions of dollars. I think we have enough memory chips. They just came out with the iPhone 14, which is like 10 times faster than the iPhone 13 or something like that. We got enough memory chips. We got problems, Joe. You're not up to it. Please, please, please resign. And we'll take care of Kamala some way. We'll figure something out. I'll be right back with, oh yes, the Royals.
0: If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heist to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts.
1: So, the royals, good for them. A new king, and I like the queen. Who didn't like the queen? What was not to like? Um, And overall, I mean it. They're good people, right? The tradition is beautiful. The service, the commitment to service. Take a look at all of the royals Uh, at least over the past few years who have served in the military uh let's start with uh that ne'er do well harry harry actually served in afghanistan and he's not a ne'er do well he just i think quite frankly married the wrong woman who else william helicopter pilot prince william now he's the prince of wales by the way helicopter pilot who else the uh their father prince charles he was in the military. Uh, his father, who's that? Wait, who's it? Oh, this is his brother, Edward. You don't hear too much about him, but he was in the military. So is Andrew, by the way. You're not going to hear much about him. Now, Philip. Now, he was a pilot in the Royal Air Force. That's pretty cool. And the queen herself, no kidding, was like in the motor transport pool, which is very much part of the military. Very, very necessary. I like it. I like it. You know who um, really had their comeuppance this week? Meghan, Meghan Markle. She tried to ruin this family. Take a look at it. She actually tried to make them woke. Meghan Markle bitter about failure to create woke royal family. This is a, another reason to like the royals. They would not go woke and there's global pressure to go woke on every institution especially the royals, I admire their resistance. Some say, well, Prince Charles is always going off about climate change. You know what? He was in the 1970s. He actually he actually knows some stuff about that. He's not doing it to be fashionable. That's what I like. All right. So I am fond of the royals, the royal family. Now, suddenly, the fake news that pushed this royal family back when I wasn't that crazy about them They've changed their tune because they haven't gone woke. And now if you want to be woke, you got to kind of take them down a notch. Listen to this guy and then I'll tell you all about him in a moment. I I have to say to your earlier question, why why are news American news networks uh, dedicating all of this time to Queen Elizabeth's funeral? I think it's a good question. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think it's something there's a weakness in the American character that still yearns for that era of hereditary privilege which is the very thing that that we escaped from so um there i've made myself the, Matt, the I love it. We're, okay.
6: we're, we're keeping it real
1: wow weakness in american character from this guy a privileged rich kid by the way who never served in the military but he's very high on his own supply his name is uh, richard stengel And he worked at Time Magazine for a long time. And, oh, by the way, I looked it up. When he was at Time Magazine, they always loved to write about the royals. Diana, here's nine covers, nine covers. This is only part one. Let's go to the next slide. All these covers, right? This was your weakness, pal. And, by the way, he's a big-time Democrat. Uh, He worked in the Obama administration, as uh, there he is, with Secretary of State uh, John Kerry. He was oh he's such an egomaniac this guy he's got his own website that glorifies himself right this is his own website Richard Stengel is the longest serving under secretary of state for public diplomacy and public affairs in American history 2013 to 16 what longest serving 2013 even if that's true if you only made it 3 years you don't brag about it. you don't you, you don't inflate your resume like that for 3 years it's it's silly And of course, he's a Trump hater and he's a royal hater. He's just a hater. Unlike an ordinary citizen who doesn't have to do anything if he sees a crime being committed, the president is obligated to prevent a crime from being committed in a thousand different ways. He failed to do that on January 6th.
2: In a in hundred different ways, we've seen that he planned to obstruct an official proceeding.
1: Uh, you see 6th, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are bad people. I just I mean, I mean, maybe to their friends and family or whatever, but on the public stage, not so much. All right. Goodbye, uh, Richie. I'd like to say something about the new king, King Charles. It was a beautiful statement, speech he made, the king's speech. This was his moment, 73 years old. He's the king, the
5: brand new king. In 1947, on her 21st birthday, she pledged in a broadcast from Cape Town to the Commonwealth to devote her life, whether it be short or long, to the service of her peoples. As the Queen herself did with such unswerving devotion, I too now solemnly pledge myself throughout the remaining time god grants me to uphold the constitutional principles at the heart of our nation i shall endeavor to serve you with loyalty respect and love as i have throughout my life i like him i like him you know he's been through a
1: lot uh he has made some mistakes. You can kind of feel that. And even though he's got the beautiful suit and that speech, and uh, he's not a snob. I don't think he's a snob. And, uh, well, good luck to him. And he he had beautiful work. How How can you get on somebody who loves his mother so much?
5: To my darling mama, as you begin your last great journey to join my dear late papa, I want simply to say this. Thank you. Thank you for your love and devotion to our family and to the family of nations you have served so diligently all these years. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest.
1: Very, very beautiful. Strong and powerful and beautiful Except when he called her mama, mama, and papa. Is that a British thing or is that a is that a is that a is that a a royal family thing? Anyway, good luck to the king Uh, and may she rest in peace. What a what a remarkable life coming up. The guy on the right allegedly killed the man on the left. You heard about this case, right? The public administrator of Clark County, Nevada. He's on the right. Allegedly, he killed that reporter on the left. Hey, you know what you never hear? This guy is a Democrat. He's a Democrat. And they curiously leave that out of all the stories. I wonder why. Be right back. Well, remember when the Biden administration totally botched the withdrawal from Afghanistan and everything was going to hell? It was so horrible But there was one brief, shining, amazing moment. Do you remember the Marines rescuing this little baby, pulling the baby over the wall? It almost, it's iconic. It's almost like the Marines at Iwo Jima. It's actually in video as well. And the person highlighted right there is Lance Corporal Hunter Clark of the United States Marine Corps. Grabs the baby. Everybody's happy. Believe it or not, a huge, unnecessary controversy followed this. We'll get to the controversy in a moment. Uh, But first, we are joined by Peggy Clark and Lynn Clark, the parents of that fine U.S. Marine, Hunter Clark. Welcome. Good to see you again, uh, Peggy. Uh, Lynn, it's nice to see you for the first time. Hey, we're going to talk about the controversy, the unfairness of it all, but looking at that video again, your son in that moment, how does it make you feel?
6: Proud. We're so proud of him. Overwhelmed. Every every one of his buddies, Cap is uh, Sergeant Cap, Gunny, Zachary Keppanus, finally able to talk to you about his name. All of them, They, they deserve all the glory that they've missed for this year. Well,
1: It really was something. And I think that this could be, you know, one day immortalized in a statue. Um, By the way, how is your son and where is your son right now?
6: He um, he uh, after that event, he served his time and he he left. left, And uh, he's uh, living up north for a few more moments um, and he's going to come home. Hopefully um, for a bit, but uh, I think he's going to head to Florida.
1: Excuse me for a second. Which one is he in this picture? <laughs> the
6: one with the Alabama. Oh, right. <laughs> this Alabama. This
1: friend, best Fan- friend uh, Montana Moore. Fantastic. They've been talking
6: friend since young. young. <laughs>
1: All right. Now let's talk about the controversy. And first, it just, it continued to be beautiful. We see that moment. A couple of weeks later, Donald Trump comes to Georgia. There's a, there's an amazing rally And he gets the most beautiful shout-out. Let's watch that moment.
2: We're also honored to be joined by one of the Marines who bravely served in Kabul during the withdrawal and helped evacuate children over the airport. And over the airport wall, you saw him. He did a great job, Lance Corporal. Hunter Ian Clark. Lance Corporal, come up here. guy. Hunter comes from a military family and went to school right here in Perry, Georgia. Can you believe that? Come
1: on oh, and, and your son got to say a few words. That was something else. I don't think. Well, why don't we have that? I would love to hear it. Actually, we do. I want to hear from him first, and then we'll talk about the dark turn this whole thing took. Not your fault, <laughs> not his fault. Go ahead.
2: Hey, my name's uh, that's Cooper Hunter Clark. I'm here from uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, I am the guy that uh pulled the baby over the wall, and it's definitely probably one of the greatest things I've ever done. I want to thank all the support from all y'all, it really means a lot, and uh, I'm glad to be home now today. Thank you.
1: What could be wrong with that? What could be wrong with that? I thought it was amazing. I thought it was beautiful. And you guys saw it. Lynn, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you, sir. What were you thinking? And were you there? Oh,
2: yes. Yeah, I was there. Uh, I was uh, just sitting over on the side. I saw my son get caught up. And it was was a proud, proud moment for me and my wife.
1: I certainly. And you know what? I was actually watching on television and I just thought it was awesome. I really did. And I, you may know, uh, served in the Marines. And then the whole damn thing gets crazy. And the United States Marine Corps, my beloved Corps, makes a total and complete mess of things with the following disgusting statement. Sorry to do this to you, but we're going to go through it. Uh, The the Mew, the Marine Expeditionary Unit, puts out this statement regarding the viral video that began circulating around August 20th, 2021. The Marine identified in that particular image was not Lance Corporal Clark. And then next, talk about unnecessary and wrong. The 24th Marine Expeditionary Unit has initiated a command investigation regarding Lance Corporal Hunter Clark's attendance at the event, the Trump rally last weekend, to determine if any DoD policies were violated, Captain Kelton J. Cochran, the nerve, the absolute nerve. So they were wrong. It was I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional, <laughs> but it must have been even worse for you guys, Peggy. Yes.
6: It was terrible. I mean it's it, and it had sadly it hadn't ended. It's it's been the most unbelievable year. And um what my son's had to go through the private messages, you know, he's just checked out, if you will. There's there's so much more that we really can't say, you know, we're letting Hunter decide what for him is next. But he it it was horrible the things that came out, the, the private messages, stolen valor, um it, the craziness. So um well even with the article that went up yesterday, you know, pretty much Saying they they messed it up, um, even comments on that saying that it, it it's still a lie and he's a traitor. So, you know, I don't know how they could ever make this right. Um, but I have to give it to Major Sting, Stinger or Stinger, um, who who I've spoke to the last couple of days because I knew they were going to be recognizing and going back for that news.
1: Well, let's show what happened because on at least on the official Instagram account of the Marine Corps. They acknowledged the following, and let's go ahead and put that up on the screen, please. One year ago, August 20, August 2021, an iconic image emerged as Marines lifting a baby over the wall at the East Gate during the evacuation at Hamid Karzai Airport in Kabul, Afghanistan. And from left to right, they identify everybody in the video, including your son, Lance Corporal Hunter Clark, absolutely there. Part of the historical record. He is the one the baby is handed to him. And (laughs) well, you told me that there's a lot you can share. Um, I'm just sorry this happened. Uh, Why did it happen? Have you ever figured out why?
6: uh, There there are a couple of things that I think. The first thing I believe is at that time, you know, they had Colonel Shuler, that uh, colonel that uh, started, you know, on YouTube over there calling out command for the disaster. And then he got locked in the brig there at Camp Lejeune. And that was at the time. So I think their thought was, well, well, we got this going on. And so let's just put all the mess and let it go over on, on Hunter. Um, yeah. But in all honesty, the second portion is, I mean, and you're, you're with the Marines is, you know, Captain Kelton Cochran um, had a role when he's, there's regs and it, so it outlines your responsibility. And part of that is not just. You know, when you get a story, yeah, you want to get it out quickly, but you want to get it out accurately. You know, Peggy,
1: uh, they totally blew it. They totally blew it. And keep in mind, (laughs) President Joe Biden just appeared with a Marine in uniform during that hideously political speech last week. Where's the command investigation on him? Your son was not wearing a uniform and he had every right to attend that rally. So he's no longer in the Marine Corps. He's totally out. Yes, sir. Well, I love the core, but there's a great line in an otherwise bad movie. A few good men, a few good men. And Tom Cruise turns to the the guy is about to kick, get kicked out. And he says, you don't have to have a patch on your sleeve to have honor. And exactly. your son is honorable, whether he's in the core, or out of the core. And I just I, I'm, I, I'm you have my respect and admiration. And please give my best to your son.
6: He's going to be watching you tonight, and we're just, we we want to thank you. You're the only news that ever believed in him, ever supported him, and, you know, you gave him that moment to, you gave us that moment last year, and we're proud to say that in the 30 seconds he was allowed to speak at that Trump rally, he spoke better and more eloquent than our own sitting president today, so to (laughs) me...
1: Thank me and his dad did a pretty damn good job on that. Absolutely. All right. Well, the Clarks, all of you, thank you, and we'll be right back.
5: In her life of service, we saw that abiding love of tradition, together with that fearless embrace of progress, which makes us great. As nations. The affection, admiration, and respect she inspired became the hallmark of her reign.
1: All right, hey, King Charles, he's the king! I still can't get used to it, right? It seems. Good for him, though. Craig Shirley joins us, presidential historian, author of The Greatest Speeches of Donald J. Trump. He does the special introduction that's coming out in October and a bunch of other books as well he's written. Also, Mark Simone, iHeartRadio talk show host, uh, who's actually met the Queen several times. Welcome to you both. Uh, Haven't spoken in a while, certainly not since the Queen died. Mark, uh, what do you make of all of it? What are your thoughts?
4: Well, I I was very impressed with Prince uh, Charles. King Charles's speech, he sounded magnificent. You know, a lot of it's the accent. They say if you have a British accent, everything sounds brilliant. If you have a New York accent, you can read the Magna Carta and sound dumb. So (laughs) that (laughs) accent helps a lot. I I think he'll be an excellent king. Uh, Is he fit to be king? What do you really do except wave at a parade and post for pictures. I think he can handle it.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Craig. Is there? There's got to be something more to it. He kept on talking about his responsibilities, and you know, I'm, I, I feel I'm ready, or I'm going to work my hardest, and I'm preparing. Uh, what does he have to get ready for?
7: Well, the, the British royalty monarchy is integral to the uh, to the parliamentary system that uh, England operate Great Britain operates with. You can't open parliament without the, uh, without the uh, king or queen. You can't sign bills without the king or queen. They also have command over the armies and the, uh, and the police. So they actually have broad powers beyond uh, what we normally think of a, just a, a, a king. So, uh, and I'm sure he's going to carry those duties out admirably and well said. I agree with Mark. I thought the speech was magnificent. It was it was eloquent. It was touching. It paid great tribute to his country and to his mother. Uh, I I would recommend that uh, if he's listening, he gives frequent speeches to the British people.
1: All right. The King's speech, the King's speech. Remember the movie? Yeah, there there you go. The King's speech. Uh, All right. (laughs) Hey, you know, Joe Biden, it was a short week for people who are working, four-day week. Monday we had off. He's already back on vacation. He got on the plane from Ohio, went right to Delaware. Mark, what the heck is going on in Delaware? I mean, every weekend just about. What's there? What's so special about that place?
4: Uh, Well, people can come and go, see him without a visitor log, without anybody checking them in, without a record of uh, who he saw, who he talked to. Uh, I I, I just think it's a a way of hiding out and getting business done that he doesn't want to do in the fishbowl. He had a strange week. I don't know if you saw where the uh, Obama's portraits were unveiled. They gave him a standing ovation and he didn't stand up. He just sat there. Finally, the wife had to tell him it's a standing ovation. Stand up. I I don't know. 40 years in politics and he couldn't figure that out. Oh,
1: boy. Yeah, Yeah, that was uh, very strange. Is that true, though? Uh, Craig, He's in his house in Delaware. Nobody can see. There's no
7: log of who he's seeing, huh? Apparently not. I I, I don't want to say one thing is is that Biden getting a standing ovation. Uh, he better savor it because it's probably the last one he's going to get for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: All right, Craig. Uh, All right. Finally, uh, regarding that event, Michelle Obama, (laughs) she came this close to saying, oh, I'm proud of America uh, for the second time. Uh, I keep hearing she's running. Uh, People who've been watching this very closely believe that she will run. She'll be the Democrat nominee in 2024. Mark.
4: She is the most boring woman on earth. She (laughs) looks great. She knows how to stand and pose. But that Netflix documentary, they filmed like 87 hours. And they cut it down to a half hour. Even that half hour is boring. She's got nothing to say. I I, I just stand there and look nice and and don't say anything.
7: That's all she can do. (laughs) Greg, final thought. I I think it's ludicrous that she would run. She's never held public office. She's not associated with any great movement or thought or paper or anything like that. You know, you just can't snap your fingers and one day say, well, I'm pretty. I'm going to run for president. You know, it doesn't work that way. So if she runs, I I dare say she will be she will not do very, very well in the primaries.
1: Well, you'd be surprised what the Democrats will do. We've seen what lengths they'll go to for their favorite people to uh, get what they want. Mark Simone, Craig Shirley, we thank you both very, very much. Be right back. Is that, that the, the fake, fake news just, just doesn't, doesn't get, get it, it dude? And this is a real good example of how bad the fake news actually are. So uh, have you heard about this case in Nevada? The public administrator, it's an elected position for Clark County. He's the guy on the right, the younger guy. His name is Robert Tellis. He allegedly stabbed to death the guy on his left right there. This picture was taken back in May. The man on the left, his name is Robert, I'm sorry, Jeff German. He's a reporter, and he was doing all kinds of negative stories about the public administrator there. You can kind of see that he doesn't like that guy. Well, allegedly, he stabbed him to death, and now he's in custody. Now, um, he happens to be a Democrat. That's been totally downplayed, but first... Let's hear from law enforcement. The evidence sounds very, very uh, strong against this Robert Tellez individual. One of the most important aspects of this investigation was waiting on the DNA results. and We received positive DNA results that showed Robert Tellez's DNA at the crime scene. Wow. All right. Probably did it. That's very strong evidence. So let's take a look at this guy, Robert Telles. He was elected back in 2018. He recently lost his primary. Again, he is a Democrat, but listen to how the news frames this story. A big story here. A public administrator allegedly stabbed somebody to death. Don't forget. It's an ugly story coming out of Las Vegas where a journalist was murdered and an elected official that journalist had been covering is now in custody.
0: Tonight, the investigation into the killing of a longtime investigative reporter in Las Vegas is raising questions about a local elected official that he had written about.
1: All right. Local elected official. I've been kind of following this story and, you know, keeping my eye on it. And then it hit me. Wait a second. What is he, a Democrat or a Republican? I looked it up. He's a Democrat. There's a reason why they weren't reporting that. I'm very bad for the, what's his name again? Jeff German. Everybody liked him. Great reporter. So whenever the accused is a Republican, you notice they don't let you forget it. Uh, Congressman Collins was accused of something, not killing a guy, some sort of uh, financial stuff. And they never let us uh, mm -mm. watch
4: powerful congressman arrested by the fbi one of president trump's first backers in washington accused of a scheme involving big money secret phone calls and lying to the feds the major arrest the sitting congressman charged with insider trading prosecutors say he learned a drug for ms had failed during testing and that he then warned family and friends to dump the stock
0: GOP Representative Chris Collins of New York. Indicted on federal insider trading charges. I believe I acted
1: properly and within the law at all times. All right. He did not kill anybody. But I heard everybody say, underlined, exclamation point, he's a Republican. He's a Trump guy. One more time. This guy elected to a big position. That's a huge position. Clark County is huge. And he's allegedly killed somebody. And he is a Democrat And by the way, that's a kind of a creepy picture, huh? When you know what's going to happen. That was just back in May. Yikes. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll be right back. So Ashley Babbitt killed by Capitol Police on January 6th. Unjustified shooting. 611 days without justice for Ashley Babbitt. When the Republicans, and we think they will, take over Congress, they better get to the bottom of that situation. Hey, thanks very much for watching, and um, we'll see you again Monday. I'll be here. Have a good one.